Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 174, which we're recording on Saturday, September 1st, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And this is the episode that almost, almost wasn't, wasn't. <laughs> because I've been sick all week long and still I'm not 100% better, but all I'm getting there and I still thought it was August 31st today. Charlene just informed me a few moments ago that it's already September, so I've been a little out of it. And then this morning, when we were trying to figure out a time to record, my car had a flat. Just mysteriously, I walked out to the car and the tire was flat. So that's we felt like, oh gosh, whatever we try to do, we just can't seem to get there. So finally, it feels Here we really are. good. Here we are. Yep. It's a Saturday, so we're recording on the college campus on the hill. We're parked and we're looking at some redwood trees, a nice little redwood grove in front of us. We saw some deer driving in and it's very quiet. There's a a, a little breeze. It's a perfect breeze today. It's a lovely day. And it's very quiet. It's Labor Day weekend here in U.S., so it's a holiday weekend, three-day weekend, and it's still very quiet on campus because school hasn't started right. for UCs yet, so right. we're taking advantage of the quiet. Yes, and I'm so happy to be recording today. It I feels know. so good, and it feels like so long since I've seen you, Kelly. I know. It has been a long time <laughs> since we've seen each other. Grumble, grumble. <laughs> All right, so what are you wearing? I am not wearing a knitted item today because we're sitting in a very warm car. But I have had a week of knitted items because it has been a cold week here in Santa Cruz. It has been a week of socked in solid marine layer. A couple days, it we didn't even see the sun, although... We saw the sun for a little bit. I remember one day the sun came out at five o'clock. <laughs> we got sun every day at our house, but it was definitely chilly every day. Yeah, it has been chilly. So I have worn quite a few sweaters this week. The one that I wore to work the other day was my Gray Donner, which is a sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. And that is a somewhat oversized boxy sweater with drop sleeves and it has this lovely textured striping in the sweater that Gail and I were talking about as being really fun to knit because it kind of breaks up the stockinette monotony and it that was just a really fun sweater to knit. The gray sweater that I was wearing I made in a linen cotton blend from Knit Picks called Lindy Chain and that yarn is so easy to care for because after I launder it, I usually hand wash it, I just toss it in the dryer to quote unquote block it and dry it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love being able to do that because even if I take it out of the drawer and it's wrinkled, I just splash some water on it and toss it in the dryer for a few minutes and that takes care of all the wrinkles. It's like magic. It is like magic. So I enjoy that sweater, but it also made me realize that after I knit it, and I think I've, I think mine is two years old now. After I knit it, I had been thinking that perhaps in the future I want to knit a wool version. 
and wearing it this week reminded me of that. So there may be a wool version in my future. Which would be your third donor, correct? Which would be my third donor, yes. So that is Donner by Elizabeth Doherty. What about you, Gail? Have you worn anything this week? I have been wearing my log cabin blanket all week. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy and I have been sharing it while I've been holding down the couch all week. And that has come in very handy. And I also did wear Donner and I wore my outing shawl. And I wore something else, just being chilly in the house and Mm -hmm. reaching for something that was close by. So there were hand knits involved in addition to the blanket. So... Mostly it was my knitting in my lap that was keeping me warm and the fever. So <laughs> I'd rather hand knits keep Aww. me warm than that. But you know, yeah. what it, you know what it's like. Every yeah. once in a while it happens. So those were the things that I, and I'm not wearing anything right now because like Charlene said, it's pretty warm. I'm not wearing anything. I'm not wearing anything hand knit right now <laughs> because it's kind of warm out. So yes, there was my week in a nutshell. And what have you been stocking? I've got a couple things that I've been looking at. One of them has an interesting name that I have not been able to figure out what it means. The letters S, S, and A are the title of the sweater, Hmm. or the title of the pattern. Okay. And it is a pattern by a Japanese designer, Natsuko Iida, and it is a boxy style pullover knit with sport weight yarn and she's got a sample with long sleeves and a sample with short sleeves and her samples are made with either 100 percent let's see 100 percent i wrote down 100 percent and then forgot to write down the fiber 100 percent linen or a wool silk rammy blend so something very drapey and I was thinking it would even look nice in wool hmm. but it's it's a very like I said it's a very boxy sweater but the interesting part is that it's got this triangular gusset on the side that curves forward and it seems to address the issue for me that boxy sweaters have that sometimes they tend to billow out in the back Mm -hmm. and that's just the style it doesn't necessarily bother me but the samples that i've seen of this sweater it seems like this causes the side of the sweater and maybe and maybe pulls in the back a little bit because it causes the side to curve a little bit forward so There's also a split hem, and the split hem is to the forward of the triangular gusset that comes down underneath the underarm. And it just, it looks like it kind of keeps the back from billowing as much as some boxy sweaters do. It's interesting. I would want to see some more of those knit up. Yeah, there's there's only a few projects so far there's only 25 projects as of recording today but it looks really cute and i like that little triangular gusset here's the back and you see how it kind of seems like it's Hmm. tucked in a little bit so interesting idea i don't yeah it's an interesting idea i don't know i could be totally wrong it could just be for looks (laughs) 
But if it is just for looks, I like it's it. Cute. It's a yeah. cute sweater. Nice design element. Yeah. Nothing else. Exactly. Exactly. So I might try that. It is, again, a unusually named pattern. I have to look at the initials again, or letters. S, S, and A by Natsuko Ida. And the second thing I am stocking is a pattern that, let's see if I can open it. I showed this to Gail a couple weeks ago because I thought <laughs> the picture of the sample is so pretty. And it I'm is... stocking it because you sent me oh, that were you, picture. Oh, are you yeah. stocking this one yeah. too? Okay, so Gail and I are jointly stocking mm -hmm. this one. It's called A Coma by Casapinka. And it is a very cute circular yoked colorwork sweater, similar to a lot of the colorwork sweaters that are very popular right now. That seems to be what's very in yep. for fall and winter it's hot right, right now. now. Yes, exactly. I don't know if I would wear a sweater like this again because it has the circular yoke and I'm just not sure about circular yokes on me but I even though I don't think I would wear it I can totally respect that this is a lovely design and when I looked at the designer of this sweater Casapinka it made me realize that I like so many of her designs and though she's not a new to me designer I haven't knit anything that she has designed and I really want to um, because I like so many of her designs and there was an event several months ago sponsored by TNNA called I think it was National Local Yarn Store Day I say that with a question and I'm looking at Gail and Gail doesn't really know, know. <laughs> no. but I think that's what it was called. I remember it. And the designer Casapinka, she offered a free pattern to local yarn stores to distribute to their customers who purchased yarn that day. And I believe it was called, I should have looked this up, but I believe it was called the local yarn store shawl. Some, something very similar to that. And I just think that she deserves a little credit and a little attention. And I, I wanted to mention her name because that is such a thoughtful gesture. Yeah, it is. To offer a free pattern to local yarn stores because I'll get just on a very small soapbox here. It's very difficult for local yarn stores to survive in this day and age. I know that you guys have probably heard that before, but it's very difficult for any small business, I think, yeah. to survive yeah. in this day and age. But yarn stores especially, because there are so many online options and there are so many independent designers that, rightly so, knitters want to support. and in many instances the only way you can support those independent dyers is to purchase online so you can't find fault in that either but it is difficult for it yarn is, stores yeah. so for a designer to offer a, a free pattern to the yarn stores is very thoughtful and I know that at the yarn store I worked at we did give away several copies of the pattern when folks bought yarn so that was really nice to see that 
people were excited to receive that pattern. Now you just say worked past tense. You mean you were working there that day. She still works at our local yarn store. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so that is a coma by Casapinka. Gail is also stocking yes, it. I and I think Gail will probably have different things to say about it. I do. Yes. Okay. So it, I will turn it over to you then, Gail. Oh, are you done are with you all stocking? your stocking? For now, yes. Okay, then I'll go in reverse order because that was at the bottom okay, of my list. So why don't you tell us what you think about that? So I have to preface the stocking of Akona. One, because Charlene sent me the picture of Akona. And two, because one of the things I've been doing while sick is binge watching a Netflix series called Marcella, which... I enjoyed, I don't necessarily recommend it because there's a lot of horrible violence and it's not a wholesome show by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> However, I watched both seasons this week and one thing I like about the show is that Marcella wears sweaters, oh. lots and lots and lots of sweaters and she wears them layered over usually collared shirts and I just love the look. I think mm -hmm. it's fabulous and I could see Akona being worn that way. So that was one thing. And then the other thing, a coma, thank you. Charlene's <laughs> correcting me. I have a Kona written down. And the other thing is I was stalking the Toast website, which is T-O-A dot S-T. It's a clothing site. And they had an adorable outfit that was a colorwork yoked sweater worn with an adorable full skirt that hit like mid-calf probably and the sweater was tucked in to the skirt I'm pretty sure there was a belt involved and the woman I think she was wearing loafers with mm -hmm. knit socks mm -hmm. and it was adorable it was so cute and I could totally see that outfit with the Akoma sweater so there were some specific things I had in my mind which is good because usually I come at it from the reverse of Oh, that's a really pretty sweater. I want to knit that. And I haven't thought through at all how it would work in my actual wardrobe. So so what you're saying is that not just for knitters, but in fashion in general, oh, it seems definitely. these circular yoke color work sweaters are appearing in, yes. in, in general fashion. Yeah. In addition to knitter fashion. I've seen the, <laughs> I've seen the color work yoke in many different fashion scenarios lately. Hmm. And the Marcella series, she didn't wear very many colorwork yoke sweaters. A lot of hers were just the boxy style sweaters oh. worn over another top. Wow. So Neat. it just was like, oh my gosh, I totally have those shirts in my closet. I could do that exact look because I prefer my sweaters to hit mid hip or high hip, which is pretty short to wear just with a skirt or whatever. Mm -hmm. So with the layered shirt, it works perfectly. Yeah. So... Just something that I was observing. And of course, every time she wore a new sweater with another cute shirt, I thought, oh, I could totally knit that. I could wear that. So it was fueling my watching of Marcella. So that was A Coma by Casapinka. And also on the theme of color work, I was stocking a sweater called Cherry by the Japanese designer Midori Hiros. And this one is really cool because you can knit it in any weight yarn. So... The color work portion is large circles. I was calling them polka dots, but they're probably too big to be considered polka dots. I don't know. I don't know if mm -hmm. polka dots have a size restriction. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but super hmm. cute, two rows of polka dots on the collar and then just straight stockinette 
for the rest of the body. So that's the only color work involved. So you could go super bright, you could go less bright, you could add stripes, you could do all sorts of stuff with it, but you could do it in any way you want. It's mm -hmm. intended to be an oversized pullover that, you know, if you, the, the smaller yarn you knit it with, the more open a fabric you have. And one of the versions on the pattern page was knit in lace weight yarn and looks really, really cute on her. So I was thinking with my abundance of lace weight yarn, it might be a really fun sweater to knit. Mm -hmm. And that one also has a lot of variations on how you can do the sleeves. In addition to short or long, she also has instructions to make them voluminous, to make puff sleeves, or to make bell sleeves. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so lots of different options for the sleeves, and I would just go straight, like Elizabeth Doherty or boxy-styled sleeves, I think, with it. Yeah. There was one version that I favorited that was just adorable, and it was more of a boxy-ish way she knit it as opposed to really, really voluminous, which is, I think, more of a Japanese tendency is to have this really, really billowy yeah. look, which I don't think my body looks as good in billows as it does. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Cherry by Midori Haros, and it's really a cute sweater. And she has lots of other interesting patterns. Again, things that I think are super cute, I just don't think would be cute on my body. Mm -hmm. So, And then the other one, I think... If I haven't stocked it before, I've at least mentioned it before. It's the Nanilchik Swancho by Caitlin Hunter. Again, heavy on the color work. Yeah. The whole, almost the entire Swancho body is color work. It starts at the top of the circular yoke, and it goes down probably two-thirds of the sweater. And then at the bottom, you have just the main color. And it's written for DK weight yarn, which I don't have enough of to knit the sweater but I do have enough of my fingering weight stash to hold it doubled to knit the sweater. So what I did is I pulled out a bunch of odds and ends that I have as leftovers from other projects. And I have enough of Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino Light, Dr. Zhivago Sky, which is a dark variegated gray or tonal gray rather. And then I have two other skeins of Tosh Merino Light in different lighter grays. One is charcoal, one is Mockingjay. And I could hold the Dr. Zhivago Sky held doubled with the lighter grays and use that as my main color and I would have just enough yarn. And then my contrast colors are a burgundy, it's Venetian from Madeline Tosh. Then there's a Neighborhood Fiber Company pink in there. And there's Tosh Merino Light Edison Bulb, which is bright, bright, bright neon highlighter yellow. I would only use that in very, very, very mm -hmm. small doses. And I have a skein of Tosh Merino Light in a colorway called Grace Notes, which is a very light gray with speckles of turquoise so and pretty. pink and yellows and all the colors that I would use for my contrast. Charlene and I each have a skein of this mm -hmm. yarn. And... Boston Jen, who has a, a, her own podcast, she knit hers. Go take a look at hers on Ravelry. Instead of the contrast color through the center, kind of where it goes across your bust, she used a different yarn color, which I could use that Grace Notes, the light gray with speckles, through that section, and I think it would be so pretty. So when Charlene came over today, we met at my house, I pulled all the yarns out and showed her and got her stamp of approval 
that I wasn't insane with my color choices because sometimes I wonder. And I plan to swatch for that as soon as my current knitting projects are coming to an end. So I'm super excited about that. That's the Nanilchik Swancho by Caitlin Hunter. And I actually even bought the pattern already. And I wanted to thank Jill, who is no dice, who knit it for our colors of fall knit along. And I love her so much that Jill, when I saw yours in the FO thread, that was the day I went and bought the pattern. So yeah. thank you very much for I being saw my enabling too. inspiration. I saw the photos and it's gorgeous, Super cute. gorgeous, gorgeous, very yeah. cute. Yeah. So, and did you have more stocking? No, I don't. Okay. Because I know we kind of bopped over to me. So I'm <laughs> I want to thank Infinite Twist for sponsoring this episode. Dreaming of fall sweater weather? Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Infinite Twist has you covered with Dyer's Choice sweater quantities. Each yarn pack includes 1,800 yards of hand-dyed six-ply merino in a one-of-a-kind color for $98, and shipping is free. Colors are not repeatable, and when they're gone, they're gone. Check out the colors currently available at infinitetwist.com. Thank you so much, Kate, for yeah, sponsoring you, Kate. this episode. Your yarns are gorgeous, and I strongly encourage you to at least take a look because they're very pretty. They're beautiful. Very, I still very have to beautiful. figure out what I want to do with that green that I won from the Susan B. Anderson contest a while ago. Mm -hmm. hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so what are you knitting? So I've got just a couple of things on the needles. I really need to get something else on the needles. I've been trying all week, but I've been really compelled to continue knitting on my Washed Out, which is a pattern by Hohilo Catelli. I just started it um, maybe last week, not so long ago. Since the last podcast, I've started yeah, it. It must have been just in the last week. You could have waited until the first or today I know. because today I know fall knit along starts I know, today. But you know how I am with yeah, knit -alongs. you don't like them anymore. <laughs> and I didn't sign up, and uh, the sign up date has already passed, uh -huh. so I'm I'm letting that one go. <laughs> but I will complete this. I'm sure, fair not not right away, but I probably will complete it because I'm really anxious. To wear it. I love the way it's turning out. Washed Out is a shawl pattern by Hohi Locatelli and it's called Washed Out because in her sample she does it in three colors that start dark and then a medium tone and then the lace edging is all done in a color that's kind of washed out I guess you could call it even though it's speckly the one that she uses and the yarn that I'm going to use is the same color the grace notes Tosh Merino light that Gail was talking about using for her Ninilchik so we've both found a way to use our single skein <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's actually I did want to comment I I love the way that you're thinking about using those two slightly different colors of gray by putting them together to extend the basically extend the yardage so that you can use it for Wasn't a that larger a brilliant brainstorm yeah. I don't know how that That's happened to cool. hit my brain but I was like oh, <laughs> I could totally do that yeah. and use up all these single skeins it's very cool and it will 
give a little bit of depth to that section of the sweater. It won't be flat because it'll have the two different colors in there, but they're so similar, but yet it will give that depth because they're not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I just, I like the idea and I think it's a great, great idea to extend how you look at your stash and just another way you can use those single skeins, yep. for example. Because I have a lot of them. Yeah. And <laughs> I was thinking of that because I have the single skeins. The three colors that I am using for my washed out are all single skeins as well. They they were purchased to use for a shawl. But I just, yeah, I like the way that you can work with single skeins to create different projects. I thought that was very cool. Thank you. So, again, this is washed out by Hohi Locatelli. It's an asymmetrical triangular shawl. Triangular shawl. There's some faded, fading stripes because the colors go from dark to light. And the edge is a very large lace border. The way the colors progress from dark to light. Very nice, and it's another Hohi shawl, so I know that I will wear it because I always wear my Hohi shawls. And this one is a fairly big one because shawls seem to be getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shawls, it, it, it's one of those things. It's like pants. The, the, the leg openings go wide, thin, wide, thin, mm -hmm. and I think shawls are going to be the same. They go tiny, large, tiny, any large. <laughs> Shawlette, giant shawl. Shawlette, yeah, giant shawl. It exactly. used to be that I thought I could knit a shawl very quickly because they were one skein, one skein. shawlette. So right. they did knit up pretty quickly. And but now, now nobody makes a one skein mm -hmm. shawlette anymore. But I don't really wear those ones either. So. Oh, okay. Good. So yeah, it is all good. And it's so fun to put colors together. Well, and speaking of colors, you mentioned Grace Notes and then we got off on the Ninilchik mm -hmm. doubling up. Mm -hmm. So what other colors are you using? Because they're so pretty. Oh, okay. hear about them. So I have, let's see, the darkest color is a color called, oh, here we go, Nymeria. Oh, that's right. I have, I have thank goodness for Ravelry. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my Ravelry page. And then the second color that I'm using is a skein from Hedgehog Fibers. It's their skinny singles. And the base color for it is almost exactly the same color as Nymeria. In fact, it might be too close, but it's got speckles in there too. So that's what really makes it different. I just think it's so pretty. Both these colors are a blue-gray, a dark blue-gray. And then, like I said, the second one is the blue-gray with speckles. And then the third color is the Grace Notes, which is a much lighter gray with speckles. So I feel like I've got the dark gray and then dark gray with speckles and then light gray with speckles. That's going to so be so I'm really pretty. excited. I love these three colors together. It's just so fun when you find a duo or a trio uh, that works know, really that well together. And you yeah. have that magical combination exactly. And... It's compelling to knit because I want to see how these colors stripe together. So that's why I haven't started another project because I only have one other thing on the needles, which is a baby hat. I'm knitting another baby bear hat. 
which is the pattern is called itty bitty bear cubs and it's by carolyn ingram and i've talked about this hat before because i really like the way the ears are attached and if you look on ravelry there are many many baby bear hats a lot of them have you knit the ears separately and then sew them on the beauty of this one is that the designer has instructions for you to basically knit the ears onto the hat, which I really like because I'm not so good at sewing yeah, the ears matter. on. The times when I've tried it before, I just felt like it was too obvious and baby bear looked like they had a big scar on their <laughs> ear. And... <laughs> so I've never been completely happy with my attempts to sew the ears on. I'm sure there are other knitters that have been far more successful than I have. But for me, this hat works really well. And That's I'm, in my queue to knit for Olivia based on your yeah, recommendations I really of the pattern. Like it. So, I really yeah. like it. And I'm using a yarn from Homa Yarn and the yarn is called Glam Panda. And I Aww. thought it was fitting for a bear. That sounds so adorable. <laughs> Even though pandas aren't really bears, right? Aren't, aren't pandas or is not it koalas really bears? that aren't really bears? Maybe it's koalas. I think they're marsupials. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. Ignore that. I don't know my pandas. Pandas are cute. That's all. <laughs> that's that's all you need to know. Pandas are awesome. Pandas are cute. End of, end of discussion. <laughs> yes. And it's called Glam Panda because it has bamboo in it. It's got merino, oh. bamboo, and nylon. So yay for Glam Panda and yay for the baby bear's hat. <laughs> cute, cute. And how about you? What are you knitting? You have one other thing on the needles. Oh, I do have one other thing on the needles. It's sitting here and I forgot to mention it because I didn't put it in my show notes because I basically had made the executive decision. I was telling Gail that this project is going to be jettisoned. And by jettisoned, I just mean it's going to be finished. And that's my second Jessica Jones cowl. And I'm... I've had this on the needles for a long time, several months, and I just can't finish it. <laughs> I'm going to finish it, but I've decided that I'm going to just bind off at this point because it's actually long enough. But I feel like this poor cowl has come to represent a sad time in my life because I had this when my mom was very sick in the hospital and it just reminds me of that yeah. every time I pick it up. And it's not that there's anything wrong with the cow. Gail and I talked about this because I was saying, I don't think there's anything wrong with the cowl. It'll be fine to give to somebody. Yes, there's it no bad mojo. Right. There's nothing into the cowl. There's nothing inherently wrong. No bad mojo. No bad luck. It it's just, just make sad you happy. Exactly. for me yeah. to pick up at this point. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out because... You guys have heard me mention this many, many episodes that it's still on the needles and every week or every episode, I would knit a few stitches and then put it away. Which not, is very unlike you. And so, not really be able yeah. to get any further. And it's, 
it's almost like it's an emotional block. I get it. Yeah. And as soon as I finish it, bind it off, then I can move on from this thing making me feel sad. I am happy for you and proud of you that you figured that out and didn't let it continue to do this to you. Yeah. Because sometimes it's really hard to yeah. recognize that. Oh, it is. It yeah. really is. So it's it's a beautiful cowl, you guys. The it's really pretty. Jessica Jones cowl is knit all in linen stitch. And so the tone, the yarn itself is very tonal and it's got silk in it. So it's shiny. It's smooth. It's very tonal lots of purples in there in some places it almost goes to a, a dark pink so there's a range of colors in here and the way that the linen stitch shows off tonal yarn is very beautiful mm -hmm. absolutely it really is so i do believe that someone will get a lot of joy out of this it just won't be me Yep. <laughs> it's not bringing you any joy. So it's not bringing, that baby. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So this will be... In fact, if you want to bind it off now, you can give it to me and I can send it off for you. Seriously. <laughs> maybe. I'm not kidding. Yeah, maybe. This will be a finished object soon. Yep. I'll take care of sending it. Okay. So how about you, Gail? What are you knitting? Oh my goodness. Having four days enforced not doing anything means you get to knit all the things. And that was the saving grace of this last week, not feeling well. I finished some things and I'm almost finished with some things. So in my hands right now is my Birds of a Feather shawl, which is a pattern by Andrea Mowry, which is a two-color striped shawl. And mine, do not use it as an example of what the pattern should look like because I completely went off pattern. <laughs> I had one you skein did. of fingering weight yarn and the pattern calls for 600 yards. Well, I only had 400. Oh, yeah. And then the second yarn is a lace weight yarn. She calls for a mohair blend. And I don't like knitting with mohair, so I used a different yarn. And I had 800 plus yards of that. So as I was realizing... Oh yeah, that's right. You don't have enough of your fingering to finish the shawl. I started to omit sections of that stripe and do more of the lace weight stripe. Mm -hmm. So my shawl will not look like the finished objects that went on pattern, but I'm super happy with it. It's a really, really pretty fabric. It's super soft because both yarns are singles, merino singles, and the colors are just gorgeous and I can't wait to block it and wear it because it will just be a squishy delight around my neck. And the fingering is Martin's Lab, his fingering single in a colorway called Merusian Lake, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And it's basically a sky blue with beautiful specks of turquoise, rust. There are occasional spots of a bright, bright green and... There are other specks in there too, but those are the main colors. And then the contrast is Manos del Uruguay's single lace suede called Marina. And I don't have the ball band, so I don't know the colorway name, but it's basically a natural and it has, they're not just specks, they're like spots of sky blue, turquoise, 
a dark, dark blue, almost black, and then specks of pink and rust and other colors that are the exact same specks as in the fingering weight. So they play off of each other really well and they just, it looks so pretty. And right now I'm on the border of the shawl and I'm showing Charlene the wee bit of fingering weight yarn I have left. This is all I have left. Oh, wow. So I have enough to do the six row section I'm on right now, then another section of the lace weight, and then six more rows that will include the bind off. So I'm that close to being done. Super close. So super happy with this one, Birds of a Feather by Andrea Mowry. It's an interesting asymmetrical shape, which is actually really cool. You start out at the tip and then you increase every row to get an arrowhead type of shape. But then you start to shift the center spine to one side, which is kind of neat. Mm. And then one side is straight while the other side continues to point. So it's a really interesting shape, and we'll see how wearable that is. But I imagine I'm just going to wear it like a scarf. Right. Just wrap it around yeah. and around and around. So super fun pattern. I've enjoyed it a lot, and it will be done by the end of today. Yay. Wow. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'm knitting is a brand new cast on. Just cast in on yesterday. All Point South by Casapinka. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to make a comment while you were talking about how you've never knit anything of hers before. But Gail has, which is almost the same thing. <laughs> well, but this is my first ever Casapinka. Yeah. So, yeah. so far, I love how she writes patterns. Oh, good. Incredibly clear pattern. So All Point South is... She calls it a cowl, and she says it's not a poncho, capital N-O-T, not a poncho. <laughs> it's an oversized cowl. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like a viajant shape, yes. in my opinion. And I'm on the cowl right now. There are three colors in this garment, and it starts off with striping, and then it goes to the third color with a textured stitch and then there's some more striping and then more textured stitch and you increase along the way to get a very wide bottom and I'm already in love with this project between how well written the pattern is and the yarns oh the yarns I'm using western sky knits Kim's base that is 50% silk 50% wool I'm pretty sure it's 50/50 in a 600 yard put up and one of the colorways is a gold color. I want to say it's Copper Penny. And the second one is Wine, which is the same color I used for Mike's sweater. And this is the skein of yarn he saw that made him say, I want a sweater in that color. Oh, the same okay. exact skein of yarn. Mm -hmm. So those are the two I'm striping right now. And then when I join the third color, that color is a yarn by my friend Jen Sheelan. And it's her Embrace Fingering Weight Base in the colorway Claire, which is from the Highlander TV show. And it has navies and the same gold color as the Copper Penny and the same wine color and other colors in there. And it's variegated and it's beautiful. So these three colors are gonna look amazing together. And I'm super excited about this. It's one of my Colors of Fall projects. So we'll see if I can get it finished by September 22nd. Mm -hmm. Now I officially have 22 more days, so we'll see. But I'm super excited about that one, All Point South by Casapinka. And before the end of today, my plan is to finish Birds of a Feather, and then I'm going to cast on a new sweater. I'm Fine. casting on The Weekender, which is another Andrea Mowry 
pattern and that's total coincidence that I'm casting off one of her patterns and starting on another <laughs> of hers that didn't have it that was not intentional but I've been swatching with my thin DK weight yarn that I got mm -hmm. from the Hop Family Ranch years ago that's been sitting in a box in my closet and oh I forgot to show you my swatch love the fabric it's so soft and delightful and it makes me so happy and I'm going to use it to knit the weekender I got a gauge I like I'm probably going to have to do some gauge math, but it's an oversized sweater. So yeah. I basically just have to figure out how long I want it and how much positive ease I want. Yeah. And using the Marcella dressing guidelines with the oversized sweater over a top, I think that's how I will end up wearing it. Mm -hmm. Just like my Clio. I wear my Clio like that all the time. So I think I'm going to go for the same size as my Clio because I love how that fits me. So I think I will go for the same exact length yeah, and fit. That will be a good look and a good fit. Yep. That's my plan. <laughs> so, and the thin yarn is natural. It's just luscious and beautiful. I love it so much. I can't wait to cast that sweater on. So all of the projects I'm working on are for me. <laughs> <laughs> It's the first time in a long time that all of my projects are for myself. I'm so excited. So <laughs> not feeling even the littlest bit guilty either because I did cast on for the Kiss Me Romper, which I stalked on our last episode by Kate Oates, another very well-written pattern. And I started it with Knit Picks Felici, which is a self-striping yarn. And this was their sport weight. And I quickly realized that even though it's sport weight, it's still self-striped for socks, not for a garment knit in the round. So mm -hmm. those sections of color aren't very big. So right. it's not going to give me the like rugby shirt effect that I had visualized. So it's oh, not yeah. going to give me the look I want. Yeah. So I was looking through my closet yesterday thinking, okay, what two colors do I want to stripe for this? And then the colors copper, penny, and wine popped into my head. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just knit all point south and then knit that sleep sack with the leftovers. And I could stripe all three colors together if I need to. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So again, Olivia and I will have matching things, <laughs> you know, pretty much by accident just because I like cool. the colors for her. Yeah. So I was knitting something for her and then pulled it back out. So now all of my knitting is self-indulgent knitting. Oh, yay. I'm stoked. <laughs> So what have you finished since the last episode? I have finished one very big thing, my Winterfell cardigan. Yay! <laughs> and I finished this pretty quickly because I just started it, let's see, according to Ravelry, once again, I started it August 7th and I finished it wow. about a week ago. Wow. I didn't, I didn't figure out when, or I didn't put, I thought I had put my finish date in Ravelry, but it, it was looks like really I fast though. It was very fast. So Winterfell is a pattern by Katrine Schneider. It was a very addictive sweater knit for me. I didn't anticipate that at the beginning because I had a bit of a learning curve. This sweater has diagonal lines across both fronts that kind of converge together at the button band. So it almost forms, it doesn't look like these, but you just have these diagonal lines that come together. Yeah. And so I had a bit of a learning curve trying to figure out the twisted stitches. And it's not that they were hard, the, and the instructions were very clear, 
but it just took me a couple of inches to get it all straight in my head so that I didn't have to use the pattern and so that I could knit across a full row without using the pattern and get the increases in the right place and the twisted stitches in the right place and so it I didn't think that it was going to be that quick of a knit for me because like I said the first few inches were slow but then once I got the twisted stitches into my head didn't need the pattern I started flying and it was just very quick and it was also I wanted to see how it looked the yarn that I used was a tonal is a tonal dragonfly fibers yarn it is their dragon sock in the colorway black pearl black pearl thank you very much and the black pearl is tonal black to gray very tonal and when I first started I was a little bit worried that it was too tonal and maybe you wouldn't be able to see the diagonal striping and I sent a couple people pictures and I said what do you think and both of them said to continue yeah just that keep knitting it's yeah, beautiful that they could see it and lo and behold once I had several more inches knit you definitely can see the twisted stitches and you definitely see the pattern and you definitely see the lines converging at the center button band of the sweater and I love it's the way gorgeous. it turned out and I love this color and I'm so glad that I gave it a try mostly I picked this specific yarn because it was a hundred percent wool I thought it would be very good for this pattern because a lot of my other fingering weights have silk in it or are just a much drapier yarn this one is a sock yarn so it's got a really good twist to it and it's a little bit more of a fitted sweater so I thought it was a good choice for this sweater and I'm so happy I did. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's really it's pretty. It's gorgeous. And the the grays and the blacks means that I can wear it with anything. I had buttons that I used from my stash. And I don't know if Gail can notice, but I actually have two different kinds of buttons yeah. on this sweater. <laughs> They're all black. I wouldn't have so noticed you, if you hadn't said yeah, something. That's what everybody else has said that I pointed it out to. They said, oh, I never would have noticed. I have five really nice buttons that I wanted to use, but the sweater has seven buttonholes, so I need seven buttons. And I didn't have seven of anything that I wanted to use in my button stash. And I was really determined to use buttons from my button stash. Good for you. I really wanted to. I didn't want to go to the store and have to pick out buttons. Two reasons. Number one, I have a large button, not huge, but I do have quite a few buttons, but I've also got all of my mom's buttons now. Mm -hmm. So even though I haven't gone through her button stash, I know that there are quite a few buttons there. So to go out and buy buttons yeah. just felt wasteful. So I really wanted to use something. And then number two, I don't always enjoy sitting at the fabric store 
drying buttons. I feel like it takes me forever and I'm standing there with my sweater and then I get all stressed and I start getting <laughs> sweaty and, <laughs> and button buying shouldn't be stressful. No, it shouldn't. But I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I have trouble choosing buttons sometimes. It's not bad when I take you with me. Okay, well but then when, consider me your partner in button, sh button but shopping. But when I go by myself, it, sometimes I'm there for so long trying different buttons I start thinking oh they must think that I'm the insane sweater <laughs> button person and here she comes again oh no it's that hand yeah, knitter, the one who can't decide the on one buttons. who can't decide and sits there at the counter with 12 different buttons on, sitting on her knitting fabric staring at it for so long <laughs> I get it so I was really happy to be able to use Yay. buttons from Stash. And like I there said, there is a different kind of satisfaction of using anything from Stash. Yeah. There really is. There's just this sense of, I bought it for a reason. And look, that reason's here. And I'm finally using this thing that. It feels really yeah. good. And you know, there's, I'm knitting a lot from Stash this year. And you are too. Mm -hmm. Actually, we're surrounded, I feel like, people who are having a lot more success these days choosing and finding yarns from their stash and maybe it's because everyone has larger stashes <laughs> Shh, don't tell them that part that's our secret but i have felt that i have been hearing this a lot from other knitters that they've found something in stash that they're able to use which isn't necessarily good for yarn stores but it is what it is, and it's it good was good for, for yarn stores when we bought it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's good for all of us to use things from our stash. It's too. good to love our stash. So, so yay. yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. So the only thing that I changed on this sweater, and I don't even know if you can notice this, Gail, from that far away, from the galloping horse, as they say. I crocheted on the button band. I did notice that. I was going to ask you as it was sitting there. I was thinking, that button band looks so pretty. I wonder if she crocheted it. I did. I, I love it. I could not stand to pick up the stitches and knit on a button band. I don't know. I just was not in a place to do it. I and think it looks pretty. To pick it up and crochet it is just so simple and so fast. And it's so easy to do buttonholes. And I'm whisper I don't know why I'm whispering that. It, <laughs> don't let the secret it's out. It's not cheating. It's it's completely valid way. And I just I like it. Love it gives it. it a fun texture that yeah. is different. It sets off the twisted stitch and it sets off the texture on the buttons. I yeah. think it's really pretty. I'm really happy with the way it turned out. So that is Winterfell by Katrine Schneider. Yay. How about you, Gail? Have you finished anything? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I finished quite a few things. I finished the 13th row on my sock yarn blanket. So only have five rows to go and it will be done. I'm super, super happy with how beautiful that blanket is. I also finished the Bits and Bobs blanket designed by Kay Jones, which I knit for my granddaughter, Olivia. And for the main color, I used Luna Gray Fiber Arts Celeste Base in the sugar plum colorway which is a wine plummy color and it's a pretty solid it's slightly tonal but it's mostly solid and then I held together all sorts of bits from both my sock yarn blanket that 13th row and then other projects that I've knit so 
my blanket row goes with Olivia's blanket, which makes me very happy. And the blanket turned out adorable. It's super squishy and happy. And yesterday, talking about supporting local businesses, mm -hmm. I went down to Bookshop Santa Cruz, which is a very famous shop here in Santa Cruz. If you're a local, you know it. And I found three of Alex's favorite four board books from when she was a baby. So this is going to be the bedtime bundle for Olivia. So the blanket, the board books, I did have to buy another one on Amazon because we didn't have it locally. And this little nightlight thingamajig that Alex wanted Aww. for the baby's nursery. So a little bedtime bundle for Olivia. So loving that little ensemble of stuff and the blanket's just so cushy and comfy. Love that finished object. I highly recommend the pattern. It was so much fun to knit. It just, it was joyful to knit, downright joyful. And someone commented to me, what about weaving in the ends? Yes, there are a lot of ends to weave in, but you could use the Russian weave join very easily on that blanket and not have to knit in a single end. Nice. So that's an option <laughs> if you don't like knitting in ends. And I am going to say the applied I-cord edging did take a long time and my hands were not particularly thrilled with that part of the knit, but it looks so good. I don't know about you guys, but oftentimes when I knit or crochet a blanket, it is not square. It is yeah. kind of biased or it's yeah. not, you know, it's kind of funky when you try to fold it into neat corners. It does not fold into neat corners. Well, when you put an applied I-cord to it, it's square. So mm -hmm. one, it made it very square. Two, it just gives such a neat, beautiful edging. I used just the main color held double. So it gives it a very crisp, pretty edge. And I've never done applied I-cord before, I don't think. Oh. So that was very fun to learn to do applied I-cord. One thing I want to say about the pattern, love it. It is a simple pattern, but Kay, the designer, has put in a lot of tutorial videos linked in the pattern. So if you're using the soft copy, you just clink click the link <laughs> clink clink and you just start a new word <laughs> and so for example the applied i-cord she had a great tutorial for that and there were several other that of course now i can't remember but there were three or four or five tutorials that were made specifically for techniques with the blanket so i highly recommend the pattern it was a very fun knit and great finished object and it used up a ton of stash again that was all stash yarn the main yeah. color, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. It had been in my stash for a long time. And when I thought, oh, a blanket, it was just great because it was already in my closet mm -hmm. and worked perfectly with the color scheme we have going. So super happy knit. Bits and Bobs Blanket by Kay Jones. And the last thing I finished is my Latitude, the pullover sweater by Elizabeth Yay. Doherty. I, as Charlene, knit mine with the Holtz coast yarn which is 55% wool 45% cotton it's a very light fingering I used dark navy striped with porcelain which is a very light blue and it's so pretty it is. oh it's so pretty I can't wait to see the finished sweater it's gorgeous I'm so happy with the fit I think I talked Great. about this the last episode but when I knit to pattern it was already longer than I would have knit for a pullover. Typically mm -hmm. I go high hip and I was at the yarn shop with 
Charlene, Carol, and Anne, and I said, okay, what should I do? It's already long. Should I pull it back or should I just keep going and make it a tunic? They're like, just do a tunic. You wear tunics all the time. So it is tunic length. And I did the sleeves. They're three quarters, three quarter sleeves instead of bracelet length. And the sleeves are supposed to be striped two rounds of each color. So evenly spaced stripes on the sleeves. Instead, I did solid dark blue with two small porcelain stripes right before the bind off. So I did my sleeves a little differently and I love it. I'm really happy that I did it that way. So love my modifications, love the sweater and can't wait to wear it. It's been yeah, I haven't been feeling very well this week, so I was like, eh, I'm just gonna <laughs> try to do finished object you pictures. Will. I will, You'll yeah, wear for it sure. A lot. I know I'm gonna wear it a lot. It's super adorable. Yeah. And I wanted to thank everybody for all the sweet comments on Mike's finished sweater. I put that on Instagram with our silly family photo shoot. <laughs> and thank you for all of the sweet comments. It really cheered me up this week. And my family was just hysterical for the photo shoot. It was very fun. They insisted that Mike had to wear Max's Doc Martens. He couldn't pose in his tennis shoes. That would just be atrocious. So they were trying all the different Doc Martens on him. And they even convinced him to wear the Doc Martens to my parents' house for dinner that night. Walked into my parents' house and they were like, whoa, look at those shoes. Mike never wears shoes like that. So it was very noticeable. So thank you for all the love on Mike's sweater, which he loves. It fits him perfectly, and it's done. Excellent. (laughs) All right, so we wanted to do a quick Colors of Fall knit-along update. As of today, there are already 51 finished objects in the thread, which is fantastic considering we have 22 more days until it's over. So there's lots of time left to keep knitting. It feels like there's been a lot of time for this knit along. Same as always, but yeah, yeah. it just, sometimes it it goes by faster than others. I think it's gone by really quickly for me, Hmm. but the prizes are fantastic. We have Marianne, our faithful hysterical commenter in our Ravelry group from Norway, she is going to pick out a hundred grams of Norwegian yarn. After we pick her winner, she's, I'm pretty sure she plans to discuss with you what your likes are before she picks out which of the Norwegian yarns are right for you. And then she's <laughs> going to give pattern suggestions of free patterns on Ravelry that will be best for the yarn. Wow. Super, super, super cool. Personal shopper. Yeah. And personal assistant. Amazing. <laughs> And then Trisha, who is tie-dye diva on Ravelry, she donated a beautiful skein of Mrs. Crosby's satchel in Midnight Aubergine, which is beautiful purple. And that, I believe, is fingering weight. Adrian, I've been saying her Ravelry name is Classica DG. It's Classic Age. Thank you for correcting me, Adrian. She is putting together a super cool little treasure chest for a winner, and she created a project page for it. So you can link to that from either the FO thread or the chatter thread. Becky, who is Green Thumb, is going to give two different winners a pattern from her pattern store. Our friend Christelle, who is C. Courtier on Ravelry, she is starting a stitch marker business called Yarn Snobs, and she donated some beautiful stitch markers for prizes, which we, I think we have three or five pairs of the pairs, they're not pairs, sets of stitch markers. And Ted, 
from the Yarnery, which is a yarn store, I believe in St. Paul, Minnesota. They carry Holtz Yarns. So he is putting together two prizes. Both of them are their own veranda wrap, which is a cool, I think it's rectangular wrap with five different colors, I think. And he's going to put together two different sets. One with Colors of Fall Coast colors, and one with Colors of Fall Nobel or Noble colors, which is a different... Noble. Noble. Yeah. Different base from Holst. So Noble has cashmere in it, ah, and it's super soft. That's I haven't, right, you have some. Yeah, I haven't knit with mine, but on the, the ball in the skein, it's really soft. Very so nice. So those are Very cool nice. prizes. Five yes. different colors from the Colors of Fall pack. Palette. That's a very generous yeah. prize. Um, thank you very much, Ted. That's very, very kind of you. No, well, everybody who donated a prize. Yes. And we do have a couple more prizes. I'm behind on Ravelry this week, so I apologize to those of you who have emailed me and I haven't responded yet, but there will be some more added to the tops of the threads very soon. One of them is three patterns from a Ravelry designer, Cheryl Beckerich. So she's donating three patterns one pattern to three people. Excellent. That's, I was trying to figure out, how do I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always stumble on that one. Yes. So thank you very much, Cheryl. Yes, thank you. And keep those FOs coming. I'm behind on that thread too. This week kind of blew me out of the water. So I will catch up on all the chatter and FOs very soon. I can't wait because I think now I'm like 23 FOs behind. So <laughs> I know I'm going to have super pretty stuff to look at very soon. All right. And we wanted to do a quick... It's not even a tech tip. I got a PM on Ravelry from someone who was asking me if I had a suggestion for an A-line cardigan using a very, very specific yarn. And I thought this would be a good opportunity to remind everybody of how easy it is to do a very advanced search in Ravelry. So what I recommended to her, her yarn is a worsted weight silk wool blend which had only been used for pullover sweaters that she saw that she liked. And she tried to knit a sweater with it. She wasn't happy with the sweater. She ripped the whole sweater out and she really wants to knit a cardigan with it. That's a line that she thinks will be successful. So I recommended she do the following search with the information she provided. If you click on patterns in Ravelry, there is a category section about halfway down on the right side of the page lists things like cardigans, hats, mittens, socks, several different things, and cardigans. Click on the cardigan link and it will open several pages of the top probably 100 cardigans in all of Ravelry. So those will include children's sizes, anything that's in the top 100. So from there, what you would do is click the link near the top that says search inside this category. And what that then does is it opens an advanced search area where all along the left side panel of the screen, if you scroll down, you will see lots and lots and lots of different criteria you can specify for your search. So in this particular case, I recommended that she select as her craft knitting because it has knitting, crochet, I don't remember which other ones because I don't click them often. There's another box that says has photo, yes or no. I always choose yes for that one. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see projects that don't have a photo right. because that doesn't tell me anything. Then there's a section called attributes and the attributes have lots of different 
choices that have additional submenus, I recommended she click on design elements and select a line because that's the shape she wanted. Then if you keep scrolling down, there's another box that says gender, age, etc. And I suggested she go for age or size as adult. Then you scroll down some more and it asks questions about the yarn. And there's a section for weight of the yarn. I suggested she click worsted. Of course, it has all the different yarn weights there. And then there's another section that says fiber and it has a list of all sorts of different fiber. So you can click and select one fiber or multiple if you have a blend. So in this case, she would click wool and silk. And then she could further specify the number of yards if she wanted to. So for example, if you have a limited amount of yarn, you can further specify that information. There are all sorts of different design elements and, you know, the construction elements and things like that, long sleeve, short sleeve, cropped, etc. So there are all sorts of different things that you can choose. But running this search, I think there were five pages of results. There were a lot of A-line cardigans knit in silk wool blend yarns in worsted weight. And there were two that I really liked right at the top. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was called Big Sister by Hinterstein. Oh, which I've seen that it's one. It's really, yeah. really cute. It has pockets. I have noticed that one before. Yeah, it's adorable. It doesn't close. So that's another thing I was thinking, depending on your preferences, I'm sure you can specify in one of those boxes, whether it has buttons or mm -hmm. front clothes, etc., yeah. Pockets, both of the sweaters I like had pockets, but I hadn't specified pockets, but that's something you could further specify. The second sweater I really liked was Mazzy, M-A-Z-Z-Y, by a designer named Elizabeth Smith. And it was, again, did not close in the front, but had cute front panels with cute pockets. And it wasn't didn't have a shawl collar, but it, I think maybe the collar was thick in some other way. Maybe it was cabled or I don't remember exactly right now, but I thought, oh, that's really cute. So doing her search, I found things that almost went into my faves. So <laughs> be careful, you know, explore at your own risk is what I would say, because it's definitely a time suck sometimes, but that's how easy it is to do a search for a specific garment using a specific type of yarn. And what I initially would have suggested she do, she she gave me the yarn name. It was a Barocco mix, I think. And what I normally would do is say, go click on all the projects people have knit with that yarn. But she had already specified all of the successful sweaters were pullovers. So I think she had mm -hmm. already done that mm -hmm. step. So if you haven't explored the advanced search options in Ravelry, give them a try. It'll <laughs> open up a whole new world of possibilities. It will. <laughs> <laughs> I think, do you have one more thing to add? That's it. That's it. All right. I think we're done and it's getting really warm. So that's good timing. Good timing. It is. Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening. Sorry that we got this one out a little late, but we do what we can do. <laughs> thank you for listening and happy knitting. Happy knitting everyone. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.